Hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Hi. It's me, Jake. Jake Johansson. Guess what? I'm in a giant hotel room in Chicago. I did not give you enough time to guess. I apologize. Uh, it's really great. I'm hosting this uh, Echo Awards advertising marketing thing, and they put me... I don't want them to realize how great I think this hotel room is, so maybe I shouldn't be mentioning it on the podcast. Or maybe I want to say thank you to them. It's an unbelievable hotel room. I could see the stadium where the the uh, well, somebody plays some sporting event, the art museum, the whole waterfront of Lake Michigan, uh, big skyscraper buildings. I feel like I am in show business as I talk into a tiny machine to post my show on the Internet. The prestigious internet. Thank you for listening. I'm uh, Jake. Did I mention Jake Johansson? The Jake This of Jake Johansson Podcast. This is episode 66. Uh, that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what this week is all about. I'd like to thank uh, all the new listeners, it seems like I'm getting, from the L.A. Podfest. That was such a good time. And that's a thing that I did. And now what I tell you is what I'm going to do. Uh, so if you live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is what it's all about. I am my sponsor. So come see me at a comedy club. Uh, I'm going to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota at Acme, October 16th through 20th. That's this week, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. And then uh, November 7th through 9th, I'm going to be at Denver at the Comedy Works in Lodo. Uh, November 14th, or actually 15 and 16, I'm going to be back here in Chicago, uh, open to the public. I'll be at the Zanies here in Chicago, November 15th, 16th. It says the 14th on my website, but that is a lie. Uh, November 17th, I'm going to be doing a show, benefit show for my kids' school right in Santa Monica, California at Magicopolis. You can go to jakethis.com, check out uh, the details and click-throughs for all these shows. I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale at the Improv November 29th to December the 1st. And then December 5th through 8th, I'm going to be in Cleveland at Hilarities, uh, taping my next comedy special. So you can be in attendance at the special and... Uh, or and or you can see a show before or after the t- the taping is going to be Saturday night. So if you want to come to uh, the taping night, it's going to be Saturday night. But the other shows are going to be the same show that week. And and so please come out and let's have a good time. Visit jakethis.com to find out about all that stuff. I don't want to bog down too much uh, in telling you about what I'm going to do or even talking to you right now from this giant hotel room because. Guess who's back this week? I am not going to give you time to guess. Well, there you did have a little bit of time. It's Nigel. Nigel's checking in on Skype. These these things were recorded earlier before the now that I'm experiencing. And, of course, before the now that you're experiencing, this show is pre-recorded for your pleasure. Uh, And I do edit some things out, contrary to popular belief that I just leave it all in there and I don't do any work. I do some work. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen. So um, here I've got a little Skype conversation with Nigel and I that gets funny. Nigel's back at the end of the show in between the sandwich. The meat of the sandwich this week is my friend Greg Barrett from uh, from the Walking the Room podcast that he does with Dave Anthony, who was one of the founders of the L.A. Podfest podcast festival that I attended. Um, I think you see how it all works. We all know each other behind the scenes, and then we get it together and agree to be on each other's podcast. Now, when I spoke to Nigel, I thought that Greg was going to be coming to my house for a special thing, but uh, it's it's all sort of explained. It turns out that uh, he attended this week's episode via telephone, and uh, I left it in because Greg is a he's a, he's a big get for me. 
on the on the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. You may know Greg also from this book that he wrote that uh, is his uh, probably his least favorite credit because he's so much more than the book She's Just Not That Into You, but he did write that book with his co co-writer. And uh, to me, you may know him from that. Anyway, let's get on with it. Here's me and Nigel. Then there's uh, Greg and I, then a little more Nigel and I. And then I'll be back to say goodnight or tuck tuck you in at the end of the podcast. But please, if you are listening on the treadmill right now, crank it up. It's for both of our own good. get on the air yeah why wait oh that's good that you have something to eat during the podcast (laughs) okay i'm I'm only gonna eat when your phone rings as soon as your phone rings (laughs) you're gonna eat i'm gonna have something to eat okay well good because i have my phone on hi everybody (laughs) hey hey, nigel how's it going hey jake good how are you i'm good boy it's been a long time since you've been on the podcast i know but but you're skyping in from canada yeah we're doing it where in canada are you I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, it's cold up there. Are you riding a caribou is, right now? It is cold up here. No, but I wish I was. Is I, that an option? Do you know more about this place than I do? I wish I could come up there and we could go caribou riding. I bet there's probably a guy that has one you could ride. Like you go to his farm and give him 50 bucks and he's like, all right, but you're on your own. Yeah, I'm just worried about... Uh, I'm just worried about trying to Google that while we're talking. I don't think the technology we've got right now can stand up to that. But uh, afterwards, we'll figure out a way to go caribou riding. <laughs> you you look like a guy who should be riding a caribou. Yeah, I've got you a got crazy beard hair. and your hair. Oh, your hair is, is yes, it's sort of something else. It's sort of up it's, old school. I think I might have to give myself a little trim today because I look insane. But uh, <laughs> you, yeah, it anyway, looks good. Let's uh, let's get uh, let's get on with uh, what top what topics do we have for today? I don't know. I didn't even. Oh come I, on! I, you, t- you you sent me the two videos. I'm trying to set you up. This is an easy oh, setup, okay, Nigel. Those were for well, because I thought we were doing this on Thursday, and so when you, I just got your text message, I was like, yeah, let's do it right now. So I didn't I didn't uh, prepare anything to, like relative to today. No, we don't. Did have... something happen today? No, nothing has happened yet. Yesterday, okay, the stock- I haven't looked. I haven't even looked at anything. <laughs> oh, if anything happened today, there could, nope. there's a, there's so much happening. I, I know. don't know. I'm scared to look in the morning when I get up. I don't even want to check the news. Well, let's start uh, with the weather. <laughs> What's the weather like? <laughs> it's cold. It's cold up here. Really? Is it, it down to freezing already in Canada? Uh, it yeah. Last night it got down below freezing. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Frosty. Frosty. It rained and then so it got kind of uh, frosty. But yeah. today I think it's going to warm up and be okay. We're still- but it's getting there. We're in the danger zone. We're in the. It could happen at any moment. There could be. A, it's supposed to snow this week. Ice, st- ice storm. Could it be an ice storm tonight? It won't be an ice storm. It'll be kind of a slushy, snowy, messy thing. But they say maybe tomorrow. Maybe if we if we podcast again tomorrow, maybe we'll do some snowy pictures. Like I don't a know. Christmas theme. Yeah. Well, you could just send me the pictures and say that they're tomorrow. T- tomorrow. Today. Tomorrow. I thought we might be able to do it tomorrow, but I think today is. It's better to strike while you know you've got you've got the opportunity. I yeah, found that's with the schedule going on, I'm already roped into taking Fanula to her singing lesson this afternoon because she's taking singing lessons now. She's taking singing lessons, and then Friday yeah. she's got her eye thing. So 
I oh. I'm, I can't do that because Greg Barrett's coming by to be on the podcast. Oh, he's going through my wardrobe to tell me he's convinced I should start wearing um, suits again on stage. But that's him. That's not, that's not <laughs> that's not for us to talk about. Because we're having a fashion podcast. Yeah, now? we're going through my closet, and he's going to talk about. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. What you should what you should wear. Wait, yeah. he doesn't wear suits. No, but he was a fan of mine when I first started out, and so he's got an opinion about oh, what okay. I should wear. He liked, he'd like me to go back to that whole um, Elvis Costello, David Byrne sort of thing, whatever it was right. that he thought I was doing. But that's for him to say, not for us to talk about. Okay. Now okay. we've covered Let me well, tell you I've that. got a few things I'd like to say about that. <laughs> well, all right. Let's bring it. Let me, for, before, why don't you think over those remarks while I tell you the weather here in Santa Monica? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's about... Um, I would say it's in the high 60s, um, probably going to get up to 70. It's cooled off since the hotty hot that we had for the last I few weeks. It was hotty hot there, yeah. Today it's overcast. We've got the June gloom, even though it's October right now. And Man, that uh, damn gloom just won't go away. Yeah, it's very gloomy this year. This could be the new global reality of what Los Angeles is going to be like, just foggy and cool, either cool or hot, hotty hot. Yeah. But... Uh, it's not raining. They say it may, might, might rain a little over the weekend, but uh, yeah. who knows? See? See, you don't want to be wearing a suit in either of those conditions. No, or a tie. It, who wears a yeah. tie? That's my exactly. thing. It's like, I think he wants to talk me into wearing ties again. Nobody nah, wears a tie. I don't do it. No, a tie. It's like you're being strangled. When I started out, people used to wear ties in the audience. You know, you would go on to do your comedy show, and there might be two, three guys in the audience with a tie on. That Wait, never... did you start during the 50s? <laughs> What's your- <laughs> the 40s, the late 40s. Um, what was Mad Men like in real life? <laughs> Were they all just drunk and silly and having a nice time? Hey, that's uh, look. I'm I can only I'm not quite that old, um, but yeah, I can only go by the TV show myself. But it seems like they were hammered and getting laid at work, and it was just a great time to be alive. I think, yeah. unless you were a lady, then not so good. Oh yeah, then it's the worst. You got guys calling you toots and patting you on the butt. Yeah ridiculous yeah uh but yeah it would seem fun that would seem like fun to have a corporate job if you could just drink all the time i would do that well um yeah who wouldn't who wouldn't you go out and have a few drinks at lunch come back goof around have a few more drinks finish work go have some more well i guess they were just alcoholics maybe alcoholism wasn't a thing back then no, it wasn't. You never they didn't heard have about a label. it. They didn't have a label for it. I don't think the AA thing um, kicked in, but then again, this is uh, figuring it out. But I don't. I don't feel like there was an official way to stop being an alcoholic until the you know the late sixties. <laughs> like there was one guy trying to push it through. Like, guys, Dave is an alcoholic. He drinks way too much. They're like, what are you talking? That's not even a word. He's Shut not up. an alcoholic. He's thirsty. Dave is fun. To... Dave is the most fun guy in the office. Yeah. He and wasn't then... even wearing pants yesterday. It finally, was great. Finally, now we've recognized that that was a problem, that Dave had a problem. But yeah, yeah back then. Wait. Was it a problem, Jake? Was it? <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for the Canadian perspective, <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> Everybody's up there hammered at work, aren't they? Yeah. I'm drunk right now. It's yeah. only 10 a.m. Yeah. You can have a yeah. super dangerous job in Canada and be hammered. That's my understanding, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. A lot of, lot of uh, oil jobs and whatnot. Uh-huh. I don't think you're not, you're not, it's frowned upon, though, being hammered if you have a dangerous job. 
Well, you could hurt you could hurt yourself, which nobody really cares if you hurt yourself. But it, you could hurt yeah. someone else, and then that would be bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad for business. That's how I look at it. That's yeah. how I look at it. You hurt yourself all you want, but don't hurt somebody else. I mean, that's that's from a work perspective. But from a humanitarian yeah. perspective, and, and as far as me, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather people, please, if you're listening, don't hurt yourself, because I can't afford to lose a listener right now. Yeah. You no know, kidding. The, the podcast has finally taken off, Nigel. Well, as long as people don't get hurt. Right. That's what I'm saying. All it good. takes is one injury at work, and our listenership goes down by... <laughs> Yeah, because then somebody percentage. posts about it, like, guess, guess how I hurt myself listening to Jake's podcast. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention when I was using the finger mangler, <laughs> and I hurt my fingers. I, I was using my magic bullet, blending up my morning drink, listening to Jake. That's now how my I lost my hand. My understanding, though, of the magic bullet is that you can't hurt yourself with that thing because it won't. It turns off. It's got to say. Oh, that's just what they want you to think, Jake. <laughs> that's just what they want you to believe. Why did they call it the bullet if it's not dangerous? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Bullets kill people. Yeah. Um, I don't even have a magic bullet, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I've used one before. I don't either. I've got a Ninja blender that I take on the road, but it's also, it's like a blender processor kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those things. I I think, feel like we've had this conversation before. I stick with the old, the old school blender. I got a blender that I love. It's really, it's real good. It's a real good blender. <laughs> it's real good. Do you take it on the road with you when you go on the road? No, you take a no, it's big. It's glass and it's chrome. It's yeah. a nice, it's like a, it's like a Cadillac. It's a big yeah, I, was like, I, I keep it parked in the garage. <laughs> it's got a gas. It's a gas powered. <laughs> yeah, it's gas powered. It's huge. Everything in Canada is gas powered. I just, I just threw a coat of wax on it this morning. Yeah, nice, sweet. Yeah, before sweet. the frost comes in. Yeah, you want to get it protected so you don't have a freeze up on the outside of that thing. Um, yeah. Hey, is your government shut down in Canada? No, no, it's functioning great. Everyone's happy. Really. Yeah, and there's healthcare too. Yeah, well, no, we it's like the total opposite. It's like the complete opposite of everybody has healthcare, and the government's just ticking along. I think the healthcare went into effect. Yeah, it's funny. I don't really understand the uh, the government is shut down because the Republicans want to delay the start of Obamacare, but it's already started. It's actually started. It's yeah, open. It makes you no can sense. sign up like for it online. Yeah. See, I I sort of feel like. It was just a bad plan because it's going ahead no matter what. Like, it's already done. It's already happening, and it's out there. It's I happened. mean, I guess the plan is if you shut down the government, there's nobody there to sort of ad- administrate or to, you know, pick up the phone and sign people up. But my understanding is that it's going through a lot of insurance companies too, right? Sort of. Like, it's a government thing, but they're linked to the other. Know. If you're asking me to explain how it works, I don't know. I know you can go <laughs> online and sign up for it. Here's how I think it works. You can go online and sign up for it, and you can write a check, and then you, they send you a membership card. And then when you go to the doctor, you show them the card, and then the doctor says, oh, we don't take this. And then you say, wait a minute, the government says you do take it. And then they say, well, tell you what, we'll give you an exam, and then we'll send you a bill, and then you can photocopy that card and send it to the government and along with our copy of the bill, and then let's just see what happens. I think that's what's going to happen. And then... And then we'll see if somebody pays or doesn't pay or how, how it all shakes out, unless the Republicans are able to sh- shut it down. 
this is what gets me is it's already a law. It not only did it pass as a law, but they tried they tried a couple of times to unmake it into a law to to stop it from yeah. becoming a law, and they didn't have the votes to do that. And then um, they said, well, it's it's unconstitutional. And then the Supreme Court said, no, it is constitutional. So it's actually it's a law. It's, yeah, it's a law. A law so it would it is be constitutional. like <laughs> like we wouldn't have passed it as a law if it was unconstitutional. Right. So it so we're going to shut down the government because we don't like one of the laws. It just does, that doesn't seem like a good sportsmanship to me. It seems a little childish. It's, yeah, it's a seen, little. It's but, it's a little tantrum. It's like I'm going to have a tantrum and I'm going to make everybody in the store shut down because I'm going to freak out. But when you watch then, the news down here, I mean, that's my opinion. But when you watch the news down here, they sort of act like, uh, well, neither side is blinking on this whole thing as if, well, the Democrats might the Democrats might decide to just unmake a law that's on the books already. Yeah, which makes no sense. Like it's already done. Yeah. Well, the Republicans are saying, well, here's what we would do. We would uh, turn the government back on for a year, as long as you promise to uh, delay the start of a Obamacare for a year. And it's just like, hey, how stupid do you think we are? So at the end of the year, we're going to go, okay, well, now we're going to turn on Obamacare. And they're going to go, yep, we're turning out the government again. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> no. we're, not, we're not morons, okay, America. No, but not think, that I'm I the think... Democrat. I'm not in charge of anything. Let me You're just right. make that perfectly clear, Nigel. Well, I, I think you're right. We are not morons, but I, I really think that the people in office are. Like, they really – it just shows. It's like, look at how childish and stupid you are. And this is like, you're the one running the stuff. Like, what? Yeah, well, this makes me feel totally qualified for political office. Yeah, yeah, I think you should run. I mean, we, we've talked about having a government we, – we've had some good government – what was it? Uh, fight – the fight fuck rule for laws passing laws yeah whatever we just fuck or fight yeah i forgot like, about that one that actually makes sense now like i just feel like oh, instead I of would... that guy standing up there reading green eggs and ham it's like look you gotta fight this guy or fuck this guy and then we're gonna move on what's it gonna be yeah i'm ready you can't just you can't just stand there and and, and read a transcript from duck dynasty all right it's fight or fuck time fight or fuck time pal let's go Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to run the country. It's as good a way as what's going on now. In fact, but, you know, I, I feel like it's not fair for me to have to get elected. I feel like I'm going to shut. I want to shut something down until they just put me in charge. But I'm not. I, what can I shut down? I don't know what I can shut down. This can, podcast. Like, I can shut this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say your that. bathroom at your house. You could shut that down. You put a lock on that door or something. No one poops over it, here. But- Maybe no I could more. just blockade the post office. You could try that. I don't. It, I don't think people would care though. They'd be like, "Oh, whatever." Nobody mails anything anymore. Yeah, nobody's using the mail. They're like, "Oh, well." Yeah, that guy that was just read the guy that was stalling. I forget what his name was. The guy from Texas. Oh, uh, Cruz. Ted. Was Cruz, that Ted yeah. Cruz? Ted Cruz. Yeah. I don't know why this annoyed me about it, but he was. I mean, he was literally, like I said earlier, reading transcripts from duck dynasty that crappy reality show yeah like he's just reading garbage it's like if you're gonna waste every like at least read something poignant like at least argue your case i mean you could just continually argue your case or bring up things that are relative to this situation that you think would would you know clarify your opinion or your stance but to just stand up there and, and sing happy birthday 
It's like you're just a lunatic. Or a better book. I mean, yeah. Harry, how about Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> you know how much those those you know how much those audiobooks of Harry Potter are? They're very expensive. But well, he would have probably right. gotten yeah, he probably gotten in the copyright pro. I, I would love it if Disney sued him or whoever is in charge of Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Uh, is that, is hey, that a Duck Disney Dynasty thing? people it, if you're out there, sue him. What is Duck is Dynasty that about? It's those guys. It's those guys with all the crazy beards, and they they make duck collar things. It's like these rich hillbilly guys. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought it was a Donald Duck uh, Disney. No, thing they at first, do. They do oh, yeah. stupid shenanigans. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's the dumbing down of America. It's one of those shows that's contributing to the downward spiral of society. No, I get it. I don't know if it makes me smarter because I don't know what it is, or if I'm actually dumb because I don't know what it is. This they've turned the world on its head now. Yeah, Nigel. everything's upside down. But the fact that he chose that, to, you know, that says something to me. It's like, really, you couldn't, like, how about some, maybe a little Mark Twain? You know? Yeah. How about hey. something, you know? Or just something that, like, maybe something that is significantly about- relative to the cause that you're fighting for. You know, find some kind of, you know, crazy thing, some crazy novel that's against people being healthy. Book about, do- what about an episode of ER? Maybe you could read an episode of ER or Chicago Hope, one of those hospital shows. Come on. That's what you're trying to shut down. This is what we're we're sick of this. We're sick of yeah. doctors do it flirting with each other and getting you guys ever sick. Seen Nurse Betty? That's where we're headed. <laughs> which wait, which one is Nurse Betty? Nurse what? Jackie. Do you mean Nurse Jackie? Oh, oh, was it Nurse Jackie? Was that the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Sorry. the one who's on drugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe that one. Uh, Nurse Betty, I think, is, an, is a porn thing. But I, I, I can't yeah, be sure about be that. That's why I got it confused. <laughs> you know what, Nigel? Let's take a break. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the um, This is where I'm going to put in the Greg Barrett thing. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cancel on you today, but I just I got like waylaid with all this work. I forgot that I am half owner of a business. <laughs> yeah, I, it's easy to forget that you're you're responsible for the survival of other human beings. Well, you know, it's easy for me to forget clerical work and trips to the post office. Uh-oh. Like telling people I have a t-shirt company and wearing the t-shirts around, and even doing the silk screening is pretty fun. But. Um, doing 80 or 100 clicking shifts and then driving them over to the post office and standing in line for a couple of days. What is a click know? what is a click and shift? Click and shift is for overseas so you pay for it here so that when you go to the post office it doesn't take a century cuz oh. they have to enter all the stuff there so you enter it here. Mm-hmm. And then um, so but you do all of it. So it takes it's like four pages each box. You're a busy man. You don't you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, I feel like I am, but at the same time, I, you know, there might be a lot of Facebook and Twitter if I was just not doing that. No, I understand. It's e- <laughs> it's e- it's either this or just nonstop uh, porn all day. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, you get in that spiral and three hours goes by and then you're like, I should probably go hang out with my kids. Yeah, well, family, right. That's, that's a pesky bother, too. Well, I, ha- <laughs> I had... Um, the thing is, what I did for this episode was I already talked to Nigel, who it was the guy I started doing the podcast with, but he moved back to Canada. So this week's episode is a rare episode where he Skyped in, and then we did a little pre-you and then post-you as if you were going to be in there. And uh, and so this now is what's going to go in that hole, including me explaining it. <laughs> because yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I, I don't and that's good. I like that there's a hole. Yes, there's a hole and it's shaped like you. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
Yeah, it's it's your dream. I know it's your dream. Yeah, it is my dream. So absolutely my dream. So first of all, it was great to see you at the podcast festival. Did you have a great time? I did. I loved it. Yeah, it, I really did. I really did. I, 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 you know, and I'm always and I'm proud of Dave because that's his thing. You know, uh, and there's not a lot to be proud of Dave. You know, uh, Anthony for so that I was happy to be proud of him. I really, and I was proud of myself for being proud of him. Yeah, well, you don't don't forget to pat yourself on the back at least once a day. I mean, it's easy to forget that, and I, that that's not just to you; that's to all of the, all of my listeners too. I mean, yeah, well, look, admire yourself for liking people and realize you're doing them a favor. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to like people, and by you liking people, maybe more. You know, what goes around comes around. So, by yeah. you're making the better the world a better place by liking other people. So, like yourself for that. Yeah. This has been a public service announcement from the Mental Health Society. Yeah, it gets a little, mental health gets a little confusing. I don't know about you, but I can. Yes. My mental health has gotten quite confusing. Um, But I did enjoy it. I liked liked the community around the podcast festivals. I love the podcast fans because they seem to be, they're in line with like Grateful Dead fans in terms of their willingness to travel and to be with you. You know, and to support you, I feel like that. Well, that was the that was the surprising thing to me. I mean, I I didn't have fans. I I don't think that had flown in to see my show, but there were fans of other people's shows who knew who I was, who were then so supportive and exciting. And it wasn't, you know, it was very um, personal. It was like you're at a sort of a, a three day party with these people and it never really got creepy in a way that that i think most show business things can get if you're interacting with just the random fan yeah my feeling is that it was probably this is probably what it was like early days of comic-con where you know it was this shared like of this thing and a little bit of reverence for it and it wasn't it wasn't very show busy i mean you don't I, you know you don't see i saw one uh network executive while i was there Really? Uh, yeah, but she works for YouTube now, so she was not even a network executive. I love that. Um, I love that, and I hope that that's a promotion for her and not some kind of an exile situation. I don't know. It's so hard to tell anymore what is a promotion, what's an exile. You know, it's so hard. Show business is just all. It used to be up and down. Now I really think a lot of it is just sideways. Absolutely. You know? I, I feel like I've got to start telling people. You know, when you tell people you've got a podcast, they. Oh, well, first of all, I think I need to have something printed up for my fans to explain to some of them what a podcast is, yeah. just because they don't even understand. But if you tell people you have a show, oh, I've got this show that you can listen to free, then then that's a whole other thing. But I, it That's does... so smart. How are you the only person to think of that? But that's, I mean, I've never heard anybody else describe it like that. That is literally, the, that is so smart. I've always tried to explain podcasts. It's like when I try to tell people I have a surf band, and they're like, I don't know what that is. And then I start to explain it. When I say, I'm in a band, that if they want to know more, they'll check it out. But I yeah. complicate it. I pick things that are hard for people to understand, and then I wonder why they're not where I need them to be. Well, I feel like it's because we took this is the thing that's great about podcasting. And also now we're saying that's weird about it is podcasting is we didn't take the thing that was handed to us. We made up a it's another made up. It's like a made up secret thing. It's a secret way that you can have a relationship with your fans. But then because it's podcasting, they handed us this handle like here's here's the handle that you that you give people to grip what you're doing. And it's like, well, this handle is not ergonomic. Nobody even understands how to take a hold of it. Podcast. But if you say, oh, I've got a show, 
it's an audio show that you can listen to. Yeah. Maybe they get it, but but right. but still, I was talking to the guy from uh, the pot, Libsyn, the thing that does the podcasts, right. stores them online, and he was saying that's why you need to get an app because then you don't have to explain to people what a podcast is. You go, just get my app, and then you can listen to all the episodes. But uh, that was his take, and he works for the company that makes the app, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to con them into doing that, but then you have to tell them why they're going to do it. And then, I mean, I suppose, I just think it, it'll at some point it'll catch up. But you're right. If you go, I have a show and it's available on iTunes or, you know, or it's available on Lipson and you can look it up. Like, I think eventually they'll get it. I also think part of the fun part is that it is a, is a little bit of, you have to work for it. That's why the fans are so good because they, you have to do a little bit of work for this. You have to download it and then you have to decide when you're going to listen to it. You know, it's not just hanging out there for you. Um, although I guess you can live stream it, but um, they um, uh, they really you know they they work so hard to be a part of it. And the other thing is is that if you if they like you and you endorse anybody, they generally will like that person too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, you know my, my whole sort of reemergence in comedy was because I did an episode of Pardos, and he it just was like I was it, it was better than a Conan set. Oh really? I getting email. Oh my god! I started getting emails, and I didn't know you did comedy, or I didn't know you were still doing comedy, or I didn't know you were funny, or I never thought you were funny. Go fuck yourself. Not all of them were great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do get a few like, "Hey, I forgot about yeah. you. Go fuck yourself." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, not all of the responses on Twitter and Facebook were fantastic, but then most of them were. And then those people jumped on board when we did the podcast. And, you know, so, like, if we have a guest on or, like, you know, if you're on Danny Gould's show, people generally are like, oh, I'm going to go follow that guy, too. You know, so they're, they they think they're in, kind of in the family a little bit, you know. Um, so it's, it's uh, I think, that, you know, that's where it's at right now. It's not that competitive. But I also think there are clusters of podcasts that sort of work together in other ones. That you know, like you know, there's the the world that Rogan lives in. There's the world that Corolla lives in. You know. Yeah, yeah. I it's hard to know for me exactly what what world I'm supposed to live in. I mean, I feel like the more of a kindred thing with uh, you and Dave because of the San Francisco connection and Jackie, who's also on that All Things Comedy Network thing that mm-hmm. we're on, whatever that is. But I think that's a good. I like that place. It's a really good collection of not too precious. Not too um, superstarry. Um, I mean, obviously you, you got uh, well, they got you and they got Bill Burr, but you know what I mean. Like it's, I, I think it's a, I think it's a really, I think they're all really solid. You know, it's a uh, nice, easy, easy to digest um, podcast. Nothing too bulky. <laughs> yeah, nothing, and nothing that's just too proud of itself. I like, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's a few of those podcasts that are a little bit precious for me, where I'm like, okay, you're adorable, aren't you? Alternative. Okay, you what's know? what's the most uh, precious older, alternative adorable podcast that you can think of? Um, uh, let me think. I don't want to. I, mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to take down anyone's. Well, I, we can have that conversation in your driveway when I leave your house after we, we go through your closet. Yeah, yeah. Do you have so, a driveway? Do you have a driveway? I do have a driveway. Um, yeah, yeah. Norm, normally, you wouldn't have to park in it, but uh, I can make that happen if it's a dream of yours <laughs> yeah. to park in my driveway. That'd be prerequisite for me. But, to but in yeah, driveway. there is a. I'm starting another podcast that just takes place in my driveway. <laughs> I mean, no one's done it. It's for people I, that I'm not really comfortable enough to bring into the house, and I, oh I, I don't mind that they know where I live. But I just, I just let's just try the driveway first. Let's try the driveway first. I think that's a good short one where you just have people on for like, I mean, two maybe two minutes long. You yeah, just sort of get to know someone. It's like meeting a neighbor. 
and uh, and then if that goes well, you bring them inside. And and if it doesn't, it, you know, then at least they had the two minute shot. And here's why it's got to be short. The sun beats down so hard in the driveway, like in the yeah. afternoon. You can't stand there for five minutes. I mean, I, that'll be a thing that you can try when you come over if you want. <laughs> I might give that a shot. That sounds pretty. That sounds like a pretty excellent ride. Yeah, it's nice over here. Um, so, yeah. So, the, yeah. Closets. weren't we just talking? You, you were. Here's here's the thing at that podcast festival. I run into Dave, and he goes, "You've got to get ready because Greg is." So, I should plug your podcast now in case people wonder who you know. You, you've got the Walking the Room podcast, and it's yeah. you and Dave Anthony, and it's uh, hilarious. I it just cracks me up every time. Um, Thank you. I listen to it. Because it's got this this absurd quality. It's a little bit naughty, and it's completely mm-hmm. silly. Yes. At yes, the same a, time. That's about accurate, yeah. And, and just with just a little bit of melancholy and a little bit of pathos. Dave hates when I use those words. I, I The word that makes him the most furious is ennui, and I just love to use it. I'm not even not 100% sure what it means, but I love it, and it just infuriates him. That's really what our podcast is all about. You can say this today, but I feel like a lot of his feelings come from uh, jealousy and insecurity. <laughs> I think so, too. And some very deep daddy issues. Yeah. Every time you say ennui, he's thinking, oh, I wish I had said ennui. Yeah. Yeah. He has yeah. ennui. And now I'm going to tell him that I hate him and that word. And, you know, um, but that's sort of the chemistry. You know, that's sort of the, you know, that's the, the I mean, it's sort of it's sort of fueled by his um, frustration with me, you know. Yeah, well, but that's part of one of the that's that's one of the other good parts of the show is because you guys really are you know you 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 almost have like a relationship a shorthand of a of a couple guys have been working together so long become you know it's a it's a relationship that goes beyond just like hey I like that guy and then yeah and then inside of that is is the other kind of like I know you too well so I know all the things about you that bug <laughs> yeah, me that's right that's right yeah that's that's exactly accurate. So I run into Dave, and he's then telling me the secret thing about you, his man-wife, um, that uh, that you're fired up. You know, get ready, because Greg is going to come at you with this. You've got you've to put on the suits again. Right. Right. <laughs> he warned you. Yeah, and I well, and and so then we made a plan because I'm I'm receptive to this message because I'm I'm sort of stylistically the, the the world of the comedy club has really changed and the way I used to dress I still by the way have a bunch of clothes that I do wear on stage that would be you know not appropriate for streetwear I shouldn't say not appropriate but you know what I mean you become that guy you're like oh yes. look that guy is dressed up in his uh, in a costume right now yeah but you know what the funny thing was is like okay it's almost like I was thinking about this today I'm like this is when Tommy Thayer had to go back and teach Ace Fraley how to play all the parts to the songs he wrote like that thing of like you invented this I'm just showing you how to do it again because it never read to me like a costume you never mm-hmm. seemed like a character to me. You just seemed super cool. You're like, because it was cool. It was good taste. It wasn't like you were wearing crazy stuff. Like you, yeah, yeah. your ties were all 40s and you had cool glasses and like, and you, you weren't, um, it wasn't obnoxious at all. It was really like, this guy's not playing the regular comedy game. He's just, he's not, he's not, you know, you weren't rolling up the sleeves. It didn't feel like a thing. It was really your own deal. And it also matched your character or your, well, your who you are. It, it was Jake, you know? And so, um, 
the other night when I was watching you because you know we all try and you know especially as you get older you're like what is this you know part of me's not connecting or what why am I not why am I and I was watching I was going you know you 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 tell stories about being a dad but you're very unconventional and I was like you know you need to you you in a suit has some authority you know like when I've watched your uh-huh. when I've watched your TV sets you well, know. And with the glasses too, I was like, that. It just, it just, you know. And that's, I think, the. Um, yeah, I get it. Feels weird when you're at Wise Guys in um, in Kirkland, uh, and there's just the, you know, the, the chairs, and it's all, you know, it's just yeah, your yeah. ads all over the wall, and you're like, I'm too dressed up for this. But then, as my father said, is you can never be, you can never be overdressed. You can only be underdressed. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and I do get that. And I do dress up a little differently when I'm doing uh, uh, one of my paid shows as opposed to like the set that I did at the comedy festival or podcast festival. That was what I was wearing that day. Right. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a worked out stage outfit. But anyway, I'll be I'll be excited to have you come over and yeah. go through my closet. Maybe we can do some take some pictures. Uh, we're going to have to be thinking in terms of the who gives a shit angle because uh, <laughs> People listening, right. it's not. I don't know who's going to like it, but I, I just thought it would, yeah. it would be fun. We can have a conversation if it turns out yeah. to be good. I like that idea. It was you know it was it was me seeing you at Largo and thinking these guys copy your style. The artists that play here dress like Jake used to dress when he started. He should have that on too. He should come in and own this place. And I know it's an aesthetic thing. And I, and you know it's one of those horrible things when you say to yourself, it does like. You never want to tell somebody like. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with the way you dress. You dress very well. You have good taste. You've always had good taste. But you, with your stand-up, your ability to inhabit a suit, like Jimmy Stewart or like Gary Cooper, like you, there's a little bit of an old film star thing to what you were doing. Um, little Harold Lloyd when you first started, it it's it, it works. A lot of guys can't do it. Some guys wear the suit and you go, you still look like a banker. You know, but you're tall and you're lean and you can wear the suit. And I think it, it, it would just add that extra something. Put it back, I think, is what I'm saying. Hand so, it back. It's yours. I'm, I'm loving it. It's going to be hard for me to pat myself on the back right now because you're working so hard back there. There's not room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm giving you a Samoan massage where I'm actually on, my, <laughs> on your back with my elbows in your shoulders and my knees right above your ass. Oh, I'm really working it. It feels so good. I hope. Uh, I hope it doesn't seem obvious that the reason that I called you up is just to, just to get petted. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, uh, yeah, but so we'll do that. We'll 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 um, when I come back from uh, uh, I'm going to Australia and then a quick run to Tempe and then uh, and then I'm home. Sweet, sweet. So uh, we'll we'll work that out. So we'll yeah. work out the logistics of that, and uh, we'll I'll take. We can do, maybe we can go through my closet. We can put together a few outfits. You know, obviously I do yeah. have stuff in there. Um, yeah. That I think that you would like. I don't think we're going to have to go necessarily shopping, but no. uh, but yeah, I was. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I guess you probably want to get back to your uh, t-shirts. I mean, there's nothing better than sitting in your office and just putting in just putting in addresses to shirts that are already late to people who are upset with you. It is and great. There's tons of them. Well, here's some of them are. Here's the thing. I was so I was talking to Angelo, your partner with the the yes. shirt shirt company, because yeah. I have shirts that I sell after the show that I get printed on my own, yeah. and uh, and I don't sell them online because I just can't, I know that I wouldn't be able to keep up with the write your address on an envelope, put the shirt in the thing. Right. Make right. a little thank you note, and it's just better to, better that I disappoint everyone right off the bat than you know yes. slowly over time when I've already taken their money. 
But see, the thing is that folks over at Estoy Merchandise will, will do that for you. That's I know. What, that's what our service is. That's what, and you know why I, you know why, I mean, I, and I do it is because when Marin started his podcast and he was still just Mark Marin who had had a good career and then was fucking sad, I would, he would go and every time he would talk about going down to the post office and taking the t-shirts, he did all the shit himself until he absolutely didn't have to do it. And I was like, you know what? If there was ever a person that, I mean, he, I, I, I can't even imagine Mark Marin mailing a t-shirt at one point. I'm like, how did he humble himself to mail a t-shirt? He was so arrogant originally. And I was like, that, that's how you do the work. That's, that's, what, that's when it pays off. That's when it makes a difference, you know? Or just having merch. Just being able to say, you know, this isn't going to make me a mint, but there's people out there that want it. Why am I not giving them that opportunity to have it? Oh, well, I, you know, the first thing that you do as a comic is uh, you get a CD of your act, you know, because that's, yes. that's, hey, look, I'm selling you the archived, my act from before, not the one you saw, but the one that I did last year, so right. that you can, so that you can have some more me now after the show. It's a nice little souvenir. And then, and I thought, this is going to be creepy standing out there yeah. and selling it to people. And right. then I realized, you know what? That is one of my favorite parts of the evening because you, you've just done the show. So people are excited about the show. Now you have a reason to be standing out there. You're not just a creep like, hey, I'm going to see what pretty girls are in the audience. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, now I'm married, but I, I still right. am allowed to well, look. Well, you at are it. that creep. It's just a, you're, but you're behind a table that gives you the, you know what I mean? You, the, that guy still lives in your head. He's just not, he's just not active. Bingo, Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so I'm out there at the table, and then and then now, I've I'm selling <laughs> I'm I'm selling T-shirts because a guy you know you stand next to a guy selling T-shirts say oh people really like those you know it's not so great to have to carry them with you to the gig but it's fun it's fun you get to interact with people and talk to them and it's not like I have to sell them to make a living you make a little bit of extra cash but it's fun I it's sort of to me it's like you remember Junior Achievement from high school when you would start yeah. your own little business so i yeah. feel like i've got my own little business i order these shirts i have to count the sizes i have to reorder them i gotta fold them i gotta figure yeah. out how many to put in the bag i get yeah. to decide how much money i made after the show on the shirts and it's a little bit of a thrill and uh, and it keeps you away from just sitting down and moping out after you know sometimes it's, yeah. there's a big letdown yeah. after the show like oh i just did the most exciting part of my day now it's 23 hours of sadness right Right, and they, you know, sometimes I sometimes I'll do it, and sometimes I don't. There, there, there are times I run after a show where I'm like, I am just not for people right now. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like either you're sometimes you're super wiped out, or sometimes you're like, I, you know, I don't know about I don't know about the energy of that crowd. I don't know if I want to go out and meet them. And then there's times where you're like, oh yeah, this is good. We'll sell some t-shirts. But the weird thing was, I always felt like I, I don't have a problem selling a t-shirt usually, especially because I make them. But my CDs, I'm always like, hi. You oh. can get this online. You know what I mean? No, no, and, but no. They buy them. They want them. You, you know, they want them. You're mistaken. You got to be out there with your shirts and especially if you're not sure about the crowd you got to go out to the table this is me now i'm life coaching a little bit you have like to go it. out to the table and here's why like yeah i was the guy i did that show and now i'm right here thanks for coming you know right in their face just right in their face i'm in show business you're not in show business if you like the show i have some stuff here for people who like the show if you didn't like the show now who's awkward now who feels weird it's you wow. it's not me i never wow i need to get that going on in my head because that's a really cool like i like i never thought of it like that i just kept thinking like i'm still asking you for money you know like i got your ticket money now i just need a little bit more oh uh, I, but, I heard but I, you know i think you're right I, you're, that's the henry rollins attitude well you know, i'm giving the old days that's what he'd do well uh, first of all you're giving to the people who like you and who want 
that stuff, you're giving them an opportunity to get it. I, I'm not trying to trick anybody into buying anything. And so if no. I'm out at that table after the show and you just want to come over and say hello, that makes me as happy as anything else. I mean, I love it when people come over and tell me some story about like, hey, I brought this, some lady brought her kid. He was 18. He goes, he, he was beside himself. The show went really well. And he was beside himself with how excited, how great it was to see the show live because his parents had showed him me on TV and all this other stuff for, right. you know, for three, four years. And to me, that that's I'm at the table for for that for some for for a little bit of a nice connection with my fans, and then the selling stuff is just a reason that they're that I'm you know that's an excuse to be standing out there. So yeah. it's not that people have to buy something, but you're giving them a chance to get something that they want. You're not you're not forcing them to buy any. All those people want to want to get your CD or your shirt because they they like you or they want to support you. And I had a weird thing with it because after the book came out, a lot of women just wanted to come by, get the book signed and never be my fan again. So for a long, and a lot of times I would get relationship stuff. A lot of times I'd have to, I'd give long hugs with tears mm-hmm. involved, and so it became this different thing. And then I got resentful because I'm like, this is a constant reminder that I, that these people still don't see me as a stand-up, you know, and which it's not. Like that's my own, that's me fucking my own self over and and trying to turn something and you know turn against myself. But it was hard. Like I was, you know, because I'd be up yeah. with my CDs and nothing would sell. Nothing. They would never buy a DVD. They would never buy a record. And I'm like, I've worked so hard at this. You know, it's not my fault. It's not their fault that they know me from the book, and that's why they came. Well, it's such a it's such a common um, it's such a common complaint in show business that you know when you have when you have that one thing that one thing that's that's sort of a an outlier that's that's this giant success, and it's the thing that you wind up hating about your career because it changes everybody's perspective on all the other stuff you do but you know look that was well, see because we because we, because look we're as, as stand-ups we're ready to be subterranean in entertainment we know we're that we're at the i saw this guy last night i don't remember who it was even if even if it's the guy that opened for louis like even if it's somebody you know even if it's somebody who, or you know the people just forget your name sometimes they forget louis name they're like the red hair guy that looks like uh, the guy from the money show um, but it, <laughs> you mean, do you mean Jim Cramer? You think he looks yeah. like Jim Cramer? Yeah, a little bit like Cramer. That's right. You pick it up right away. Yeah, but Jim Cramer, not Cramer from yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah no, Jim, Jim Cramer. Yeah, but the thing of like, it, you know, it's already so. At least, but we at least we have the craft that we we've worked on for so long. So I think sometimes we get frustrated when, you know, the other stuff was helped on by somebody else or somebody else wrote it because you acted in it or something like this but this is our thing that we do that we love that we made ourselves mm-hmm. you know and we're like little baby literally like little kids that bring something home from school and want home you know the ornament that you made out of clay and they well, you want it hung on the tree you know you don't want the store bought one you want that you want this one because this is the thing you know we work so hard to do this yeah yeah you yeah know? and you want people that you want people to love you for your for your stand-up, which is which is awesome, yeah. and and that and that is the thing that they just saw when they're coming up to you to have you sign the other thing, but uh, yes, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, when it's, it's, it was as though that hadn't happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's the way I felt, and you know, and that, and and but you know, at the other side, like how many people get to go on Oprah and have a book? Like, you know, there's also the other side of it. Like, have some gratitude. Quit being a baby. Who gives a shit why she's there? She paid for a ticket. Give her a hug and be quiet. You know, which I did for a long time until I tell the dam broke. You know. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be mean to yourself uh, when you're when you're telling yourself to give her a hug and be quiet. I think, but it, it is tricky. <laughs> it is true. I love that this book. The book is like the the you know. It's like Voldemort. We're not even allowed to say its name. Um, <laughs> we can 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> but, but uh, she's she's just not she's just not that into you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a, and the irony of ironies is is that in next month I'm going to Oprah <laughs> again with my wife because we wrote a book and then shelved it because it didn't we weren't we we didn't we didn't want to put it out and then we put it out for fun this year as an ebook. It's called It's Just a Fucking Date and they. They wasn't even sent to him by the publisher. The president of OWN saw it on New and Noteworthy in the iTunes book download club and read it and loved it and flew us out to Chicago this week. And I'm going going back. I'm going right back into it again, Jay. I can't believe you are the worst at self-promotion. So (laughs) this is how you so you come on the podcast. I'm trying to let you go back to your T-shirt business. And now this is how finally you accidentally plug a book that you've got out. (laughs) Right. Like by apologizing a, for by apologizing for repeating my behavior. Yeah, and B, hey, I'm scooping Oprah right now. I've got something on my podcast that's not yeah. on Oprah yet. So no. So no. what is the name of this book that you wrote again? It's just a fucking date or F star 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 ing date. This is the other great thing about podcasts. It's just yeah. a fucking podcast. We can say fucking. That's what makes them, you know, it's so funny. It's like nobody cares about the swearing, but the but the fact that you are relaxed enough to be able to do that is what makes them so much fresher. I think than radio in some ways, and I and I love radio. I always thought radio was cool, but um, but it just it, that's the kind of fun thing about it is that it's 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 not that we have to say fuck. It's just we can if we need to. Yeah, and it's and it's just incidental, and it's the way that people talk. Um, yes. I mean, I do get that some people are offended by language and and all of that, but it's not right. like it's some lurid, it's not like we're talking about some graphic sex thing. I mean, I haven't read your book, but but, but right now, yeah. we're just we're just using that expression in, um, in in talking to each other, the way real people talk, as opposed to right. on radio like and TV. You act like maybe, what, three times a, a, a night, right, at, at most, or maybe once. I you don't would, do it that much. I don't do it that much, you know. No, in shorts. and that was the other thing I loved about your act the other night. I was like, God, and he's still just clean, like, <clears throat> but clean, clean always has this weird connotation. Like, it, it feels like the word clean sounds without edge, but your thing, your thing has always been edgy. It's always been on the edge. That's what's so neat about it. But, um, but you were able to work, like, I, you know, Sawyer for years. Tom Sawyer was a comedy club owner who. Up in San Francisco, who would who was a great you know crazy great guy, and he would always pick at your act, and he was like, "You got to stop swearing," and I'm like, "That's not my thing. I don't know how to live like that. Like that is how I live, you mm-hmm. know, you know." But watching you be able to do it, and I've tried, I have honestly tried, but watching you do it was like, God, that is just amazing because not a lot of guys can do it. Holy shit, you got behind me again. I'm going to have a bruise from all this back padding. <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> it, but it's genuinely like just, I, 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 no, that's you know, nice. it's just craft. We're just yeah. talking about craft. We are. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, your fans already know this about you, but it's that thing of like when you're, when you're watching another comic do something, you know, every, every comic has something that you like, has something that you're like, I want, I don't have that. I want that. But it's not me, but I love that, you know? And so, you know, it's like Patton sometimes. It's just the word stuff with Patton. It's like, Jesus, is it the description? I mean, did you know that you know that Patton has that bit about um, Black Angus, and he just lists all the things that you can eat there? And then just, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. It's like he, he makes up this stuff. It's like a deep-fried ham dropped inside of a cheese ball. Like, it just goes on. Uh-huh. This guy had a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And he and he made all of the fake foods that Patton made up, and all of his friends. One of them, oh my god! It was a gravy syringe or something like that, and uh, and then it was 
and then he narrated this little film about it, and it was on TV. It, was, it went viral, and it was a big deal. But it's you know that's just a tribute to his imagination, his wordplay, his ability to yeah. you know um, expand upon it, on those things. You know, and that's just craftsmanship. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find that the video and. Yeah. and put it on my site for the podcast blog but yeah i do i do get what you're saying about uh, it, it that's one of the great things about stand up to me too is that it's it, the, both the stand up and the podcasting thing it's kind of like this is who i am this is what i do and if you like me if you like this then you actually do like me you know it's that part of mm-hmm. show business where everybody in show business is trying to you know something went wrong with our childhoods and so we're trying to get the get liked the way we didn't get liked when we were little kids you know and i have to say uh, thanks to my mom and dad for, for that right. because i've i've really enjoyed i've really enjoyed this life where i'm trying to get that to get that that to be liked and i feel like the choice that i've made to be a stand up comic and now to do the podcast is so right on because it's it's like people are liking you for you as opposed to you know you write a book and that's just a slice of a thing that's marketed in a way and then you yeah. you, you do uh you do a movie or a TV show. That's such a collaboration and a dilution of like. How do you, by the time it gets down to like, I like you because you were in um, Lost. It's like you're such a part. You're such a small part of this other bigger thing that someone else is taking credit for, as opposed to your stand up right. and whatnot. And it's hard to go embody that. It's hard to go be that. It's hard to like turn that into something other than if you reference it too much. But it's one of those things where like that isn't a thing that exists. You know, that was the thing. I'm like, I just didn't have any material to match the book. It's the same voice, essentially. But I'm like, I don't, I never talked about this stuff. And, you know, so then it becomes that thing of like, you know, just owning what you do. You know what I mean? And the other thing I like about now as opposed to earlier, it's almost like in, in music, almost everything's valid. It doesn't matter if you play like classic rock or metal. Like there's no, there's no one winning genre anymore. And I feel like with stand-up now, it used to be like either somebody was in or out. They were either a hack or they weren't, even though the term hack was just thrown around it something somebody thought was old but now almost everything is everything's okay again you can pretty much do anything you want you know, i was yeah. watching neil brennan who went up before you the other night and he was basically doing men and women stuff but he was doing neil brennan's version of men and women stuff yeah it was great it was great and it's not stuff i would do it's not stuff you would do but it was and you know it's, it's just not the way i think but it was edgy and interesting and funny you know and true you know and it was like oh yeah all topics are fine you know what i mean yeah, you can do whatever you want. Well, I mean, the game now in of show business is sort of the same as it always has been for comics, which is roughly, you know, get famous, sell tickets. But there's right. but there's so many more ways to get famous and so many more calibrations of famous. Yes, there used to be the one way you get Johnny Carson's endorsement. You go on TV and you become a TV star or a movie star and you get that mega fame. And then down below that... It's scraping around. And now there's all these in-between levels of notoriety and connection with your fans to where, you know, you can go out and do shows around the country and make a nice living. And not everybody has to know who you are, but the people who do know who you are really like you. I mean, that's yes. what that's what I always say about how famous I am is it's it's really nice because when people recognize me, it's because they bothered to remember who I am. You know, when you're Madonna, people are people are like, oh, it's Madonna. I, I, I hate her, you know, but they know who, but they know <laughs> right, who she right. is. They have to right. know they, who she and, is. And they usually hate her until she's 10 feet away and then they can't. Then they're just, you know, I spend some I've spent some time uh, with uh, Stiller, you know, and we're pals and we all went to Disneyland one day, our families. And um, even though we had an escort, you know, you, you, there was just parts where we walked through the place. And literally 
every 10 feet. And people are just screaming like, Ben Affleck. Like they don't even know. <laughs> they just know it's a guy and they're yelling at him. And it's, it's like, oh, I, you know, as much as, as much as I admire him and admire that and it would be fun to be, you know, uh, that wealthy and that power, you know, powerful, I suppose. Um, it, there's parts of it that are like, oh, this is just going to suck. <laughs> you know, oh, they literally I... can't just go to a, into a drugstore and pick something up. Uh, you know, it, uh, yeah, I. It would be hard for me, as it seems to be hard for most people who get that level of fame, to yeah. to remember that I asked for it. To remember that, like, hey, this was my goal. This is this. What's happening right now is what I wanted to happen. This is my best case scenario. Is I can't go. I can't go <laughs> everywhere because people now not only hey they forget about they never saw Night at the Museum. They saw the bus ad for Night at the Museum. You know, right. and now now you're in their mind. Because you were on a bus, like you must be awesome. You were on a bus. I can't believe. How do I get on a bus? <laughs> that is true. That is true. How can I get on a bus? There is some of that. I mean, that is that is sort of the the Kardashian effect of like, how do I just? I just need people to like me, but, but I want people to look at me a lot. I want. I, I gotta be famous. Well, that, it doesn't really matter what it is. And now that's sort of creeping into this other social media stuff. You know, I feel like that's one weird thing about podcasts when they have ads on them because now there's someone buying their way. I wanna I wanna pay you to tell people to like me. And on Twitter, when you can, hey, get more followers by promoting your tweets. It's like, hey, I want more people who like me to be aware of me and connect to me in that way so that we can all get together and and enjoy my show either live or on the podcast. But I don't need to just have more followers to have more followers. It's just like I don't I don't I don't need like when you can buy your way into people's Twitter feeds, that's weird. But what's going to happen, like, in the sci-fi future when it's like you pay somebody money and now you start showing up in people's dreams? Like, oh. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, <laughs> that's so true. No, I know. And, you know, it's funny. Dave and I have also really been, like, very um, cautious about putting ads on. And not that we haven't chased it too much. And people always go, how are you going to monetize the podcast? And I'm like, ticket sales, hopefully. Yeah, you know, Dave and sales I... and, and T-shirt sales and 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 only T-shirt sales because I I take pride in you know sitting down with Angela and making a design and then still screening the shirts and putting them in the little boxes the way we do and sending them out like there's you know there's something about that but you know because I also love clothes but it's like that thing of like I I I want you to like the bigger things I don't need you to I don't need you to nickel and dime. Uh, you know, and we, you know, we've done them. We've been offered. We've had some ads, you know, that were thrown at us, and we did them. But I just feel like that's not why people do, people are turning to us for not ads. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same way. And right, right now, I'm just trying to get more people to listen to the show, and uh, I'm not interested in in advertising some other stuff that's not. I want to plug my dates and do the thing. I, Dave and I were talking about a, a, the the guy from Lipson was telling us about getting an app and eventually having some of the older episodes, you know, so your fans, if they're subscribing to the podcast, they can listen to everything and download it when it comes out and they never have to pay for anything if they don't want to. But uh, for new people, it's like, hey, the, the last 50 or 100 or however many you want to make it episodes are for free. And if you want to go back and listen to the old ones, you know, it's a dollar a month or what, you know, it's like a nothing thing. But then you can you can turn that into like, OK, so if you want to subscribe, you can it's a way to PayPal, donate us some money, but to get list get something for it, which is old episodes. I kind of the more he talked about that, the more it sort of made sense because it's 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 a way to 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 earn a little bit of something off your podcast, but without having to you know pimp yourself out a little bit. Some in some ways, all those ads are you're pimping yourself out to somebody else. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. I guess. Well, I, yeah. It, it's it, if it's a direct to consumer buy, you know, which is sort of the other kind of thing about the you know about now is like you're able to like. You know, I'm talking about doing a really tiny special with some with the in a really small club, and you know, and doing it on my own, and then trying to make it direct to fame. You know, you know, not yeah. in a Louis way because I don't have that kind of fame, and I'm not, you know, but just being able to make a product for them and be able to like cut out the middleman and don't need to produce, don't need to give all my money to everybody else. And should someone want to buy the property and run it on their network or show, fine. But if not, you know, I just need more fresh stand up out there so people are like go to the club. Absolutely, it's all about trying to get them to go to a venue. Yeah, yeah it's for, it's know, get just a, just it's it's get famous, sell tickets, and have your thing. You know, the best way to promote yourself is by doing the thing that you want them to come and see. So, it, don't get too far down that road before we have another conversation, you and I, about that. Because I'm working on my second one of those now, and so I can kind of give you a, a little bit of insight into the nuts and bolts of how to do that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I'd love yeah, that. Yeah. I'd love that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, I'm gonna go pack some boxes, my friend. All right. Well, you know what? This has been you. You actually. This was just a phone in. Originally, the idea was, "Hey, come and do the episode." So I'm just going to phone in and do a promo. Yeah. But now I feel like you really, you really came across with the meat and potatoes and the back padding right here in the phone conversation. So well, this is. I mean, it was. You know, it was. I mean, you get put you and me on a phone. This is what's going to happen. It's called magic, uh, and it only happens <laughs> occasionally in show business. Uh, and I, I see this as part one of a two part. You know, um, uh, where then we get in person. Yes, absolutely. This is this is the prequel to this is the first part of the two parter. Um, yeah. So, just as in in going as as a way of saying goodbye, would you mind saying in the most kind of dramatic, magicy way that you can? Yeah. Abracadabra! I want to reach out and grab you. Do you remember that song? Yeah. So yeah, sure. Steve Miller. Yes, he was a he was a San Francisco guy. Was he? I didn't uh, I didn't know that about him. Yeah, he was a Bay Area guy. Yeah. Uh, so you want to say, uh, Abra? <laughs> now I feel no, you got to say it like, Abracadabra. I want to reach out and grab you. Abracadabra. I want to reach out and grab you. I said it like a fake vampire. I'm not yeah. really sure why. Yeah, that was a little vampire-y. Um, yeah. Go uh, over the top um, retro magician. Abracadabra! I want to reach out and grab ya. Yes. Yeah, you took the vampire thing down a notch, and I thought I think <laughs> yeah, you really you I think you really made I'm it work. I'm a little Transylvanian when I uh, when I go uh, for that. Um, also, my wife now staring at me. I'm very subconscious about it. Yeah, you're doing a thing. It's easy for me to forget that you could be in a room in your house where other people are looking at you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now take your top off and. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I think this is sort of odd. Me, oh, it's weird. No, you have to do it. You have to do it. Um, okay, Greg. Hey, thank you for being on the show. Dude, thank you for having me, uh, and I'll hit you up when I come back. Yeah, have fun in Australia. Say hi to all my Australian friends. And, uh, I will. And I'll see you there. Yeah. All right, buddy. Take care. Okay, thanks. Hey, Nigel. How did, how did it go going through the wardrobe? <laughs> I don't know, because we haven't really done that yet. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. This is, we're, just, we're pretending that already happened. But that's going to happen Friday, so if you wanted to come and be there for it, you could fly down. It's Friday? Yeah. Oh, that's not a lot of notice. I would like to <laughs> No, I know. Sure. I'm sorry. But you've been a little bit off the radar. I know. We could sort of straight-eye it for the straight guy. No. What was that? Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? It would be Straight Guys for the Straight, straight Guy. Straight Guys getting in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> getting in the straight closet guys. with a couple of straight guys. Three straight guys in a closet. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like sure those dro- I'm sure those jokes are going to come up when Greg's here, but uh, this is just us <laughs> psychically predicting them and then doing them after they've already happened. Ooh, I hope we're we're good predictors. There's a lot of ways that this episode could go wrong. But uh, uh, you guys being in the closet? No, that no. When I edit together the part of us in the beginning and now this part oh. at the end. There's a lot of ways it could go wrong. Right. I, f- I feel like it should be a video podcast of you guys because you're going to be looking at clothes. It's, it's, it's a visual thing. I know. Well, first of all, we've already given up on the, the idea that we're sort of fooling people into this happened after that because it didn't. This oh, yeah. Happened we didn't before. It. Okay. Anyways, yeah. good yeah. to be back, Jake. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be. Hi, Nigel. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> what else? What else have you got this week to talk about? Anything? Uh, well, those were kind of my main th- those things I sent you that I thought were funny about the the government and the and the shutting down. Yeah, well, we've talked so, about the government shutdown. I so feel like it. I feel like until something else happens, we've discussed that. When do you think is there a different? This is the big thing because being here in Canada, it, it, like everyone's kind of it, it's pretty big news. And and I find I feel like a lot of things like when I'm down there, my parents will call me and I'll be like, you know, they're they're really excited about the you know fires or something you know like there's fires mm-hmm. in malibu mm-hmm. and it's making huge news up here and i'm down there and i'm like i don't i didn't even know there was a fire there's no it's not a big deal nothing's really being affected and i think it's sort of that same thing up here that everybody's sort of because you're not there and you're not seeing and you don't know what's going on so the economy i think people's minds are sort of like well it must be mad max society like if the government's shut down how are people functioning yeah, no, it, that's the thing. And I was just thinking about this yesterday. When you turn on the radio and you listen to these morons arguing, it sounds dire. And you get really frustrated when, you know, not, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty obvious whose side I'm on. But uh, but I think regardless of whoever's side you're on, uh, you start to feel frustrated that the other morons are making their point while the government is being is shut down. And so when you listen to the radio or watch TV or get involved in the news, it makes you crazy. But when you're driving in, around in your car and talking to other people, you don't know that it doesn't seem like anything. It's not like the police are off duty and there's just smoking, burning cars and people looting stores. Oh, that's what I was hoping chaos. for. No, it's not chaos. Oh. We've had people coming to stay in the house this week um, from England. And they're emailing me like, "What's it going to be like? The government shutdown? It's, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to be weird going through to try and go through customs, but yeah. I, I don't think so. We're not going to, we're not going to slack off at the border." You know, I guess you just realize that in other countries the government does a lot of things, and in America the government doesn't really do that much. So it's okay when they just shut down for a month or two. Like nothing's really. It's like, hey, I didn't even know. Well, I, didn't I even think it, that he was gone. Like Carl's is, been on vacation. I didn't even know I, he works here. I see him in the coffee room, but I I don't know what he does because he's been gone for two months and nobody really noticed. Well, if you actually work for something that the government does or some company yeah, that government yeah. does business with, then I think you're suffering. But it's but because it's only been going on for a week so far, a lot of that is, hey, well, they're just going to pay us next week. And so we just have to get by on our savings for a week. But if it goes on for long enough, then pretty soon I think we will start to see some yeah. ramifications. The stock market did a big dip thing yesterday. See, this is already – this is we're a week before this episode is going to come out. So who knows what's going to happen by the time this comes out the stock market yeah, thing it might yesterday. actually be a mad max society by the time this comes out people yeah. are going to be listening and be like you guys are idiots there's a guy with a chainsaw in my front yard right now <laughs> if it goes mad max i probably am not going to be able to post this but so 
So that's my hedge against that happening. Or maybe I'll just leave out this second half. Well, because I think also they leave all the essential stuff, right? Like I know the border uh, security stuff. That's Those guys, they're still there because it's essential, right? The immigration guys. Yeah, they're there they and the post there. office there. is open. So like your and... friends that are coming in from England, it's not going to – it's just going to be normal for them. Yeah, the taxi cab from the airport or they're going to rent a car. Yeah. You know, that's all going to be open. Yeah. That's not going to be shut down. I think there's certain things like I got my uh, because I, I had to renew my U.S. visa, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and uh, that just came through just prior to the shutdown. And I was told one of the things that they said would have been affected is the uh, is are some of those functions like those people aren't working. So if 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 that hadn't been approved, if this thing went on for months and months, if my papers were still sitting on somebody's desk, I just wouldn't be approved for months and months. Right, right, right. Because it, that 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 faction is not is not functioning. Well, so so that would have affected me in terms of I would have just been not able to work in America until they sort it out. Talk about America held held hostage. Yeah, Canadian held hostage in Canada by America. What? Well, no, we would be not. We we'd be denied your sense of humor except through these uh, Skype calls. Yeah, this would be it. This would be my only link to America. Tragic. Wake up, yeah. America. <laughs> hey, America. Can what? you if you if you enjoy this podcast, can you send me a nickel? <laughs> just, just a nickel. <laughs> You're thinking small. You need to get a PayPal button on your site so that people yeah. can donate <laughs> you a, a nickel to you. Clank. And then it makes that little sound. You have it live all the time in your house. You can hear the nickels clinking in. <laughs> You're a nickel dropping a can. Yay, it's another nickel. That guess who's getting a coffee next week? <laughs> if they add up, you know, it's, you got to get to two dollars, so you need. Yeah, it takes a while, or maybe some coffee grounds. That's forty people have to sign up, but uh, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's a tricky one. Yeah, so uh, I saw I was listening to NPR this morning, and they were saying that the Antarctic, you know, there's there's a I think it, is it per, is it oh, I can't remember which pay, the Antarctic. Uh, uh, science thing, the the International Science Center at the oh, Antarctic the Science Station. Yeah, yeah. The 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 po- South Pole State Station is not. They're going to have to shut that down if if things don't change. That's going to get shut down. And there's a lot of people Jesus, who are going down there to the do it. Humanity. I know. Well, talk what? about the sci-fi thing. You know, the thing, yeah. the thing. Although oh, that was NASA? the North Pole, I think this is going to be the like, South Pole. NASA is going to be shut down too, right? Like they are shut down. Are they? Apparently, that's what I, that's what I heard is that NASA's closed for business right now. Well, this is the problem: is I can't so, keep track of. I, I don't even know if we have a guy in space right now. Do you? No, I don't know. I'm assuming. I feel like there's always somebody floating around up there. Just on principle, we, there should be an American orbiting. Oh no, the actually, planet. I don't think there is. I don't think there is right now, unless there's a guy in a space station. But there's no shuttle up there right now. Well, yeah, I do know there's no shuttle, but there is that the International Space, the space station, station. I think is up there. But that's usually the Russians. They like hanging out up there. No, but we we send a guy up there too, just to make yeah, sure that everybody's once in a while. Yeah, just to you know check in. Well, and make yeah. sure we we're in charge. Usually, I think the American is the fridge monitor. We make sure that yeah. everybody's eating the right food that they brought. Hey, wait yeah. a minute! Did someone hey. eat my cold cuts? <laughs> Guys, this isn't organic. Who put this in here? Yeah, try and be healthy. Or if okay. you don't, if look, if you didn't buy the organic peanut butter, do not yeah. eat the organic peanut butter. Yeah, all right. Yeah. 
We're in space, okay? It's not like we can just go to the Whole Foods. I brought this up here on a ship, okay? Because it's important to me. Do you know how much? Do you know how much extra my baggage was to get this up here? A lot. Okay, yeah, a lot. A it's lot. not like twenty five dollars when you fly to New York City. Yeah, it's not just an extra fifty bucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it cost me eight thousand dollars to bring this peanut butter up here. And so I don't know who ate it, but it's that's just wrong. But I am going to smell everyone's breath. Vladimir, did you eat my? <laughs> did you eat my peanut? My organic peanut butter? <laughs> now this is where you got to do a little uh, Vladimir impression. Yep. No, I no eat. <laughs> that's that it good? that's I all you got well, no i know english i don't speak much english so i gotta be like uh, no i know eat. <laughs> okay i think you did eat it yeah yeah what about you you eat my you eat my cabbage <laughs> your cabbage <laughs> i don't even cabbage? like your cabbage it's all in there you're not even <laughs> keeping up with it that's how i think i know you ate my peanut butter is your cabbage has not been touched oh you have cabbage and peanut butter delicious treat Oh, you love this peanut butter cabbage sandwich. I feel like you're. This is you admitting. Make me feel like home, like mama make. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my babushka. <laughs> is that what you call your mom? I always thought that was your blanket. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Seriously, isn't that I, I a hat need... that women wear? The babushka. Oh yeah, like that scarf thing. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... But it's a good tie-in to the other part of this episode, which is fashion-related. <laughs> yeah, Jake, you have nice babushka. You wear babushka with suit. You should uh, go back to uh, babushka time. You should Babushka's... always... You need some big boots and a scarf. You wear rubber boots. Boots for keep feet warm and dry. What's the thing that you put on your head with a hole for your face comes out? What do you call that one? <laughs> woolly. It's a woolly... Uh... Or the balaclava. Ah, uh, the balaclava. Is that right? Yeah. The balaclava? I thought that was a Greek snack. <laughs> Bal- balaclava is also my cousin. <laughs> yes, I, I, I remember that guy. <laughs> but I thought balaclava was a Greek a Greek dessert with uh, layers of oh, uh, that's delicious. Filo, dough and, uh, filo dough and uh, honey and uh, balaclava. I make with cabbage. She put cabbage in there. Delicious. <laughs> a little bit of cabbage. Just a little bit. Just Take a little that, cabbage. Takes that flavor up a notch. Yeah, make it all this nice with the sweet. Oh, really nice. Sweet. I love the I love the space station when there is no Americans up here. Don't you? Yeah, the Americans assholes when they come up here wearing fancy blue jeans. <laughs> Clogging our fridge with their non-organic snacks. Well, hate the American snacks. Except for peanut butter. I like the peanut butter, but everything else disgusting. It's total crap. Also, yeah. also, all always trying to take a free ride on our first aid kit because they don't have the health care in America. So they come up here, use our band aids and uh, ointments. <laughs> they always, they always steal peroxide. <laughs> they love make that. Me, make then me so angry. Show up, then show up at breakfast with the bleach hair. <laughs> act like they don't. Uh, act like they don't get that up here on the ship from our peroxide. I know what yeah. they're up to. Yeah, yeah. They feel like that's very stylish. Yeah, what are you guys doing? You ask them, what are you guys doing? You're just going to take a nap, and they come out with the white, shocking white hair like Billy Idol, right? Yeah, yeah, they look like that guy, Rebel Yell. That's Billy Idol, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, that guy, yeah, I know. I don't think he's, I think his name Billy Joel, but whatever. No, no, that's uh, Uptown Girl. No, I think uh, the Black Wedding guy. 
you know, with the white hair. That's Billy Idol. It's two uh, different guys. There's two guys, Billy Idol no, and I Billy Joel. No, I think same guy. I think we talk about same guy. <laughs> I don't know. Read a book, okay? Why no internet on space station? <laughs> How do you even get to be an astronaut? You don't even know. Google up here. You don't Google know the difference Google. between Billy Idol and Billy Joel. Who put you in space? It seems like a mistake to me. <laughs> I don't uh, like popular culture very much. One way to settle this. Fuck or fight. <laughs> fuck or fight. Yeah, okay. Good. Two ways. That's Space two ways. Station. Technically, that's two Space ways. Station fuck fight room immediately. <laughs> Ready. I'll meet you there. <laughs> it's very tough with zero gravity to fuck and fight. <laughs> yeah, it's super, super difficult. <laughs> oh, you still have coffee left. Yeah, I'm still doing coffee. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you crying? I'm crying. I just well, I enjoyed doing the little Russian voice. So that was that was fun. Yeah. You know what's funny is because because we are we do have video for you and I we have video capability. We're watching each other, and it and it does look like a video from the space station because it's sort of grainy. And well, mine is I'm backlit. Yours yours looks uh, it it's shooting up at you. It looks like you're looking oh. down into the camera, and all I can see is the ceiling. I sort of am because I have uh, I'm sitting with my laptop on my lap. Yeah, well, that's how. Some sort of, that's why they call it a laptop. I'm kicked back. I'm casual. I'm doing a mm-hmm. casual podcast today, Jake. I casual Wednesdays. I'm not even wearing pants. I don't want to know any more about it. <laughs> I'm not even wearing pants on this space station. I've got pants on, Nigel. <laughs> I'm wearing pants. I've been up. I've already walked to my kid's school. You can't drop your kid off without pants. You know what? I think you can. It's just a whole. You just become a whole different kind of dad. There's one of the other dads at this school that looks like a homeless guy. Like I've seen him the last three days dropping his kids off or picking them up, and he's wearing the same outfit. And it looks like he also <laughs> sleeps in it in the yard. It's, it's his uniform. Yeah, and he has two kids. He's bringing them up right. That's what I love about LA. I remember driving through Beverly Hills one time. And this woman, it was sort of L.A. slash Beverly, like wasn't quite in Beverly Hills. And this woman came just wandering across the street, just meandering out onto the road. And she had like her hair was just a mess. And she was wearing this jacket was all disheveled and had like one boot on. I mean, just and I was like, oh, this homeless woman is just wandering in the street. She's going to get hit, be hit by a car. She's going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. And then she pulled out her clicker and went click, click. And got into a Range Rover, like this big <laughs> Range Rover, and then like got into a car and drove away. And I was just like, "Huh, yeah, LA. You just never you know." You can't figure people out. Her other slippers in the yeah. Range Rover. She left. Yeah, I guess there. her other her other shoe was in, in the back of the truck. Oh man. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Watch out for those people. You've got to. You've got to. Yeah. So That's- this is when I ask you, when are you coming back down here? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. When are we doing something? Well, maybe Friday. I'll come down do the. Uh, we'll, we'll redo Jake's wardrobe. Let's face it; that already didn't happen, even though it's two days from now. Oh yeah, right. Sorry. I mean, that already happened. So, <laughs> in, because you guys are going to do a sequel. Yeah, we'll do a sequel. A follow up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hey, did that. you listen to the episode of the podcast from the podcast festival, the LA Podfest? No, I haven't listened. To that. There's a whole bunch. There's tons. I want to listen to, yeah. Oh, of my, oh, of the Jake podcast, Jake this podcast. You mean, or of just yes, that and in general, other there's lots there's of a other... lot of podcasts that you'd like to listen to. Yeah. Let's talk about the books you'd like to read. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big to do list, and winter's coming, Nigel. Well, you, I'm this... starting with this new novel called Duck Dynasty. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> sounds, sounds good. It's about, <laughs> it's not a Disney thing, it turns out. It's about guys who work at a duck call factory. Yes, and it's, mm-hmm. it's got some great reviews in Congress. I'm going to order us a couple of duck calls maybe for the next episode. Maybe that's that would spice things up. You know, yeah. somebody was telling me they were listening to the podcast and they really missed the old podcast machine. Remember the podcast, oh, yeah, the machine? podcast machine? What happened to that thing? Um, you talk for a minute and I'll go get it. I got to sit here and reminisce about reminisce about the old podcast machine and the good times that we had together. Oh, oh and there it is. Yes. How's that sound? Pretty good, right? Sounds pretty good. Did you talk while I was gone? I did. I, I <laughs> you were you weren't gone very long. It's like you had it underneath your desk. Some things have gone wrong with it, I think, or maybe it needs a new battery. That's pretty good. It's a nice intro. What's that? It's a nice intro. Yeah, it's not bad. That's good. That's more of an out out take. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. That's, that's so, good. That's good when you have to censor something. That's a good... The duck call is yeah. a good censoring. Like you have oh, to, yeah, I have the duck uh, call. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's like Duck Dynasty, right? Yeah, Just so good. we don't need to order those. Just as good. Just, Just as, as good. good. Um, so what... Uh, are you... Are you no, you're in town this weekend. You're not out of town this weekend. No, I'm off to Chicago. I'm going to be in Chicago when this comes out. I've got a corporate thing. I'm hosting an advertising and marketing um, oh, nice. awards show. That's going to be exciting. I'm going to ask them about Mad Men and, and uh, alcohol abuse in yeah. the workplace and uh, sexism. Chicago's a good place because they had that's you know prohibition. They were the, they were the guys getting the booze into people. Oh, if you if you want to talk about a a city in the United States where fucker fight is going to take off. Right Chicago. there. Oh, Chicago. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's the kind of place where it's just like, we got to get a coin because we can't decide. <laughs> I'll do either one. I'll do both. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Let's do it. Is both an option? Is it both an option? Which one do you want to do first? Let's see what happens. <laughs> why, why don't we do? Why don't we? Which one are we going to do first? I don't hey, wait. I'm going to take my pants off. You punch me in the face and then we'll just see what happens. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look. Uh, Chicago's great. It's, it's great. So I'm going to be in Chicago and then I'm going to uh I'm going to Minneapolis. So uh I'll be at the Acme Comedy Club the week that this comes out. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. It will be good. It will be good. It it will have been. No, it won't. Will have been good until after this is out. Anyway, it's a little we confusing right Minneapolis. now. You should let me know. I'll come do Minneapolis with you. That would have been good. And we do podcast from there. I've already blown it. You said <sighs> I've already blown it. Oh my I know. God. You've already blown it. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, and now, you could have brought sandwiches from Chicago so that I could enjoy in in Minneapolis. A nice hot beef sandwich. Yeah, I phone in a order right before you get on the plane. You bring some of those delicious sandwiches with you. Yeah. Next time. Next oh, time. Man. Oh, man. I'm so bummed this isn't happening now. Yeah, me they too. A, it's disappointing. They a There's a Potbelly's right in the airport there. There's a Potbelly's everywhere in the United States. Nice. No, no not, not in have... California. Just, not, that's like a Midwest here? thing. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I travel so much I get to eat those. That's another great... Hey, Potbelly, you could be sponsoring the show if we haven't yeah. said fuck enough times for you. <laughs> get one of those fucking Potbelly sandwiches. <laughs> They're super delicious. Uh, get it, you can, it's one of the few places where you can get a giant pickle. 
with your that's yeah. one of the options like you want some chips and a giant pickle yeah yeah i, I, I really like it. i mean it's like a franchise cheney kind of place but i like it it's i a enjoy good... i enjoy a pot belly yeah yeah at least yeah pop so think about it pop belly you want to be a sponsor podcast be great sign up now yeah good sign up now. fucking sandwiches that could be a slogan that we could say all the time if you want us to swear a lot, <laughs> yeah, you want us to swear more about your sandwiches. We can swear. We don't have to not swear. We don't have to swear, but we don't have to not swear either. Yeah, it's up to you. It's like the it, giant pickles. Is, you, until they open this government back up, we can do whatever we want, right? Yeah, it's lawless. that's true. The cops are off duty. There's no police. <laughs> the government's closed. You swear all you want. Yeah, go ahead. Curse. Not around children, though. That's just yeah. rude. Yeah. But in the library, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the library. No, the library's open. Library's open. Wait, if the library's to... open, then what? Then what's the big problem? Yeah, I don't. I feel I, like I feel like America might just save a ton of money by shutting down the government. Maybe, maybe this is the way to go. Maybe we're going to realize that we didn't need the government. Yeah, you're going to wake up and be like, "Hey, nothing has changed." Yeah, this well, they're still fine. paying the army, so we're still exerting our force around the globe. Yeah, yeah, you got some army guys. That's good. That's nice. But uh, everything else, eh. You know, you just get some private contractors, you know, fix the roads. I don't think the government's even fixing the roads, really. That's yeah, all we don't need to fix the roads. We can leave that up to the individual. Hey, just throw, yeah. a, bag, just throw a bag of tar in your trunk and drive around. <laughs> you see there's a problem, you give a fix it yourself, okay? Hey, the piece of road that's directly in front of your house is now your responsibility. you got to pitch in and okay? take care of that. You, if there's a pothole in front of your house, you get out there, just put something in it, whatever you got. Bag of flour. Yeah, whatever you got. Whatever you whatever got. You got. Whatever doesn't you have got. To be, doesn't have to be concrete or asphalt. You yeah. just, you figure it out. You got some old shirts that Greg pulled out of your closet and says you can't wear anymore. Stuff them in that pothole. Yeah, or some stale cereal. You mix that with a little <laughs> bit of water, stick that in there. It'll, you know, dry up. Put it in at night when nobody's driving on it so it has a chance yeah. to harden yeah, up yeah, for the next day. Yeah, yeah, don't work during the daytime when there's lots of traffic. <laughs> yeah. Think of your safety for a second, will you? Yeah, safety first. <laughs> safety first. Put some reflective tape on your uh, on your forehead so people know you're well, right and on your back and on your back. Yeah, the back too. Both sides. Yeah, both sides. Don't don't forget. Never fill a pothole with your back to traffic. <laughs> Always face the traffic when you're filling <laughs> your pothole, ladies and gentlemen. That's the uh, that's the advice for this episode. Yeah. Always face traffic. So. I think I think we can call it a I think we can call it a day on this episode because it's going to be this we've got, we've done a lot. Okay, well, yeah, we've been talking a while about I don't know about well everything. We got some Russians on the show. Yeah, it was terrific. It was terrific. Fashion. It was my pleasure. We, we uh, figured out the economy. We got the economy shut down, fixed. Sum it up. Boil it all down. Break it down from the top. Break it down. The Russians are up in space. They love peanut butter. You're going to look terrific in your new clothes. And the economy's fine without the government. Yeah, try a little cabbage on your next sandwich or whatever you're having. Hey, you got a pothole in front of your house? Put some cabbage in there. Sweet. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Nige. Okay. (laughs) We're not really going to hang up. We can still talk. See you later. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Send me a nickel. Put a nickel in the jar. (laughs) Clank. Clank. <laughs> yeah, they're dog on space station. Who bring dog up here? <laughs>
Hey, no pets. Why I can bring you? You bring your dog. Why can I bring my? Why can I bring my tiger? I have nice tiger in Siberia. I like to bring him. That's not really my dog. It's just a toy. It's a toy that make a dog. No, I don't so. believe you. I think you have dog hidden in here somewhere. Why don't you search my room then? I don't want to search your room. I know how that game. This is going out. to be the third time you search my room. We only been up here for uh, for a day and a half. You searched my room last, three times already. Last time I searched your room, you play surprise fight fuck time, and I know <laughs> like that. <laughs> you don't say you don't. You say you don't like it, but this is the third time you search my room, and you know how this is going to end. <laughs> okay, maybe just a little bit curious if there's dog in here. I look a little bit. Yeah, you're not looking for a dog, is what I'm trying to tell you. I just look for Doug. What are you trying to say about me? I'm saying you like me. We've got a we've got a thing going on. Well, maybe when we finish this, we have some cabbage, a uh, nice meal together. Okay, we'll talk it over first. How about a nice <laughs> dinner? That's what I've been trying to say to you the whole time. Why can't we have a nice dinner first? Always you want to get right down to business of looking for the dog. I'm so angry that you have puppy you don't share with me. <laughs> I don't have a puppy! <laughs> All right, look, ladies and gentlemen, that is it, episode 66. There are no puppies on the space station. I can say that. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, So listen, uh, Greg Barrett mentioned Tom Sawyer, who is a guy who was on episode 59 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. If you'd like to hear what he sounds like, uh, that guy who had ideas about comedy. We're not talking about comedy, though. We're talking about zombies and end times and whatnot. Um, it's a good thing that Nigel did not fly down to Los Angeles because Greg didn't even come over. And so that would have been disappointing for him to fly down just for that conference call. Um, there is a lot of ways that this episode could have gone wrong. And you've only listened to one of them. So... Um, if you'd like to remix <laughs> remix this and make it uh, more b- b- bizarre, that's uh, that's completely up to you. All I need is a PayPal button. That's that's my next step is to get a PayPal button so that you can help me out with a podcast. I really appreciate you listening. If you want to help out, come to a live show and give me a hug. Damn it! Um, or here's what you could do: go on iTunes and write a little review of the show. Give it five stars. Tell, tell, type in about how awesome it is, especially when you're on the treadmill jogging. It's a great, it's a great show for working out. It's also a great show for lying around and just thinking about mistakes that you've made in your life. Those are two good ideas of things you could put in the review, or you could uh, just take that as an opportunity to uh, mention your, your family and friends. Shout out. You could give some shout outs in your review. But please be sure, if you do like the show, to uh, say that you like the show. I mean, I suppose you could write a bad review, but who has time for that? Why would you do that? You're not even listening if you didn't like this show. I know that about you. Um, hey, thank you so much. Don't give up. They will be, there will be plenty of time to give up later in the future. And if I had given up, I would not have wound up in this hotel room. I'm telling you, it's like, it's like being rich, this hotel room. It's unbelievable how many windows there are in here. I mean, I have a nice house, but this hotel room is, is nice. Well, it's higher. My house is only two stories and I'm on the 32nd floor. And that's just by their count. It's probably really the 34th. You know what I mean? Cause they got mezzanines and whatnots. Anyway, we don't have time to get into that. It's been a long episode. I appreciate you uh, for hanging in there, and uh, I will uh, will speak to you next week. As always, um, take good care of yourselves. Thanks again. And sleep well, really. Get yourself a nice 
relaxing night's sleep tonight. I did say I was going to tuck you in, so this is me doing that. Just relax. Just relax tonight. Forget all your problems and, uh, and enjoy a good night's sleep. Wake up tomorrow feeling fully refreshed and ready for a big day of writing positive reviews of this show on iTunes. Thank you.